Oh my god. We're on page six? Yeah. Uh -huh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey guys, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore. And welcome to We Hear, the Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Ian, how would you describe Page Six? Well, Maggie, it's funny because I assume that everybody knows what Page Six is because right. I'm from New York and I live in New York, but I guess there are some people out there who might not know what it is. So first of all, I think one thing that confuses people is they assume that it runs on page six. Right. So page six is a daily gossip column that appears in the New York Post and online at page6.com. And initially, it launched in 1977, kind of came out of nowhere and appeared one day in the Post. And it's run, uh, I think initially it was five days a week and later it switched to seven days a week. Now it runs every day of the year. And it covers, you know, everything from the media world, the entertainment world, politics, restaurants, mm -hmm. fashion, right. art, you know, weird New York stuff. Yeah, I like to describe page six as like the post is someone's professional life and page six is their personal life. We cover everyone's business, you know? It's politicians. There is no question that what I did was wrong. This behavior is behind me. I've apologized to my wife, Puma. Hedge fund people. Bill Ackman gearing up for a pricey divorce. The New York Post's page six gossip column says their settlement could reach hundreds of millions of dollars. Reality stars. You sure? Because you have so much to say these days. We saw each other Let's take the elephant out of the room right now. Shut your mouth. YouTube stars. Lori's daughters, Olivia Jade and Isabella Rose, are dropping out of USC after their parents allegedly paid $500,000 to bribe them into the college. Like, we run the gamut, and I think that's why we have such a loyal audience, because they can get their fix on so many topics in one place. It also, page six it now isn't just one page. I mean, I think when it first launched, it was a page. Then it sort of expanded. Sometimes in print, it can be up to three pages. And then obviously online, it's, mm -hmm. you know, kind of never-ending stuff. Sometimes it's like page six is the celebrity itself. Like that time when Conan O'Brien and Ellie Kemper made a whole page six sketch. Anything else, page six? Which Boston-born carrot-topped quipster paid $90,000 in blackmail to stop the release of his sex tape? All right, I think we're done. We're good. Ian, how long have you been working at Page Six? Maggie, it's hard to believe, but I've been working at Page Six since 2011. Wow. March of 2011. Eight years. Yeah. I remember my first day when I got to page six because I was walking into the post newsroom and they were they were walking to me to my desk mm -hmm. and I passed a guy, there was a guy yelling into a phone. Yes. Um, I've heard, had more important people than you tell me to go F myself and then slam the phone down. And I was like, I've, I'm definitely at the New York Post. That's that post energy. That is a great first day. It was. It was a really good first day. I also remember my first story at page six mm -hmm. because... Before I had um, worked at Page Six, I had been the New York bureau chief of The Hollywood Reporter mm -hmm. before The Hollywood Reporter was cool. And I had sort of a brief stint in the film business uh -huh. working for a producer at MGM. So I really had worked on movie stuff and writing about entertainment, but in a very sort of dry way, you know, right. in terms of deals and who bought what movie. And 
the first story I worked on, I had to email this producer who I knew because I had a lot of sources in the entertainment business, but I usually didn't talk to them about their personal life. And now I was working at a gossip column. So I had to email this guy, a married producer, about his girlfriend. Ooh, Yeah, awkward. about his mistress. So I was like, I wrote out the email and I was like, oh my God, am I really going to send this to this guy? And then I hit send. And the producer wrote me back Mm -hmm. and he was like, yes, it's all true. Here's my girlfriend's email. Mm -hmm. She was uh, a fashion magazine person. And he was like, email her. I emailed the girlfriend. She confirmed the story. And they were like, we should all get drinks. (sighs) So I sort of realized that in the world of page six, Mm -hmm. the people we write about a lot of times kind of want to be in page six or they know that they're going to have one story that's about their affair and then another story about their movie and another story. So anyway, that was my introduction to the world of gossip. Anyway, when did you get here? I was here already. You were here already. I I joined the page six team in March 2014. There was no one devoted just to the website. So it was kind of wild. It was like being handed the keys to this website. And it's like, all right, you've got this newspaper team of amazing reporters. And you're going to make all of this content and sing on the internet, which is wild because... I was kind of coming from people.com and keyed into this world where it was like, what's happening on Instagram? What's happening on Twitter? Like, let's feed into those. And you guys were dealing with people who, like, I honestly had never even heard of. So it's been amazing to blend those two approaches. You know, we write in small, we write small items. We Mm -hmm. don't write, like, huge features. But there's so much that you can get in there. And the thing about page six is it's very sort of personality-based. So we write about people, you know, whether it's, Wall Street people, politicians, chefs, models, actors, um, entertainment executives, New York characters. We're really writing about them, their personalities. We're like stripping away a lot of the artifice of what you would usually read about them and getting Mm -hmm. into like who they are and what they do. Right. And writing about it in a very unique way that I don't think you see anywhere else. Do you remember that SNL sketch? I think it like perfectly exemplifies the sense of humor that we use at page six. <laughs> now, obviously, the mainstream media has a responsibility to handle the story in a mature adult manner. Uh, as you can see from the New York Post headline yesterday, Bezos exposes Pecker. Eugene, what do you think of that? It's insane. You call yourself a respectable publication, I would have gone with your Amazon package is on its way. <laughs> Well, that's that's interesting. See, I would have done stroke of genius. Bezos gives Pecker the shaft. (laughs) Did you guys make your own fake headlines? So what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you while working at page six? There is no shortage of crazy things that have happened to me while I've had this job. But one that stands out is that a few years ago, I had this trip planned. I was going to go to L.A., spend some time in Venice Beach. And someone had told me, well, you know, Andrew Keegan, the actor, has like a spiritual community. And I think he's out there. So people were so interested in what this, you know, former teen heartthrob was doing that even Good Morning America did a segment on it. Andrew Keegan, the 90s heartthrob who played the adorable bad boy in 10 Things I Hate About You. Now he is the face and chief funder of a new spiritual community called Full Circle. Some in the media are saying Keegan has started a, quote, new religion. So I start looking him up and I realize he has 
this spiritual organization that he's running out of this temple in Venice Beach. So I'm like, oh, I have to just like pop by. So I get the right people and I email around and I'm like, hey, I'd like love to come and do an interview. And so they're like, oh, this sounds great. And I get there and I walk into this temple. It's all painted with all different graffiti on it, like murals and stuff. It's super hot. There is no one around. This guy beats me to let me in. He lets me in. I walk into this room. Totally empty. It's like an old church. No chairs, nothing. Empty. This baby is just crawling around. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on with this baby? Moments later, Andrew Keegan pops out and he's like, hey, this is just my daughter. She was just like, we're getting her into crawling. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so like, what is, what's going on here? What What is the spiritual organization? I'm standing in an old church. There's a child crawling around. There's like a 90s heartthrob standing in front of me. So I sit down and I talk to him and he's great. Like he's so forthcoming about why he's left acting and what he's doing now with his organization Full Circle. And he's talking about, you know, it's a spiritual movement, but it's not a religion. Great interview. He gives me a rose quartz bracelet. He ties it onto my wrist. He offers me a coconut water in a coconut to drink. It's like the most LA thing you could imagine. I couldn't have written this myself. So he's telling me about all the events they do and all the good work. And he says, we're having a cacao ceremony this week. If you're still in town, you should come. So I'm like, I got to go to this cacao ceremony. It would give me great color for the story. You know, I need this context. So I go and he's super nice. He introduces me to a lot of people. I sit there. I watch this whole ceremony. It's like some chanting. And then cacao is this chocolate-like substance that people take, I guess, to open their heart chakras, which is something I did not know. But that's not like cocoa. It's cacao. No, it's cacao. C-A-C-A-O. Cacao. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I saying that correctly? <laughs> so now I understand. They they specify that it is a non psychedelic experience, which for me is already like I'm from New York. I'm not trying to come out here and do psychedelics. Like I'm trying to be in the sunshine. <laughs> and so, did you go through with the non psychedelic experience? No, I just watched. Oh, and what happened when they went through it? I don't know. People seemed fine. It it didn't seem to do too much. It's like an elaborate way to drink hot cocoa. Yeah, basically. That's what I took away from it. Oh, that sounds great. But he was great in it. He was so kind to, like, let us behind the scenes of everything going on there. That's cool. We've had some really weird experiences. One thing is that for a few years, um, when Prince was still alive, Uh we would get these amazing tips about Prince from a mysterious email address. And I think it was from like Dr. Funkenstein or Dr. Funkenberry. I think it was Dr. Funkenstein. And and um, so we would get these amazing tips like out of the blue about Prince and they were always like totally on the money and they were very inside. So then we started to develop a theory that it, it was Prince. There was a history of Prince leaking items and details about himself to outlets. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever read that. Um, So we would get these tips. And then since the artist died, um, we've never heard from him again. (gasps) So Dr. Funkenstein, if you're out there, let us us, call us us. either from the beyond or, you know. But we were convinced we were getting items from Prince. That's amazing. So hopefully we'll be breaking more crazy stories on the Page Six podcast and filling you all in on the inner workings of the rich and famous. When we get back, we'll be talking more about the history of Page Six. We're here with Emily Smith, editor of Page Six. Emily, how are you? 
I'm doing good. It's great to be here. Say the veteran editor of Page Six. Yeah, the, person the queen who... of Page oh, God, Six. The queen of Page Six. That makes me exactly. sound really old if I'm the veteran. Oh, that's true, right. <laughs> the young veteran. Although I have been doing it, been editing it for nearly 10 years. So, yes, I am reaching veteran <laughs> status, It's It's hard to believe, actually. But we... um. Yeah, how did you end up editing Page Six? Were you always uh, a gossip reporter? Yes. So, uh, as you can tell from my accent, I'm English, <laughs> um, and I was a showbiz reporter, as they call it, across the pond um, for a number of years in London on Fleet Street until I was transferred over here to the U.S. to be a U.S. correspondent. And then when it was time to go back to London, I didn't really want to go. So uh, fortunately, Richard Johnson, the famous editor of Page Six, my predecessor, Richard Johnson, um, I was lucky enough to be hired as his deputy. And I thought, great, you know, I'm going to learn from the master. Um, and it was a wonderful experience working with him because, first of all, he never got stressed out about anything. He's very smooth. Set, yeah, he's per, he's I mean, like, smooth as silk. He's like the original John Ham. Yeah, but better dressed. <laughs> and can take his alcohol much better. <laughs> yeah, as reported in page six. Yes. So um, I uh, worked under Richard Johnson for a year, um, which was incredible because he, as well as being very smooth, he just, stories just sort of came to him. He didn't, you know, get stressed out about anything. You know, it, wherever he went, doors opened and, you know, he was so handsome and debonair. It was wonderful to work with him. And of course, I never thought that he would ever leave because he's Richard Johnson. But then suddenly, you know, he had a job offer that came up in in L.A. And as these things happen at the New York Post, the editor calls me in and says, Miss uh, <clears throat> uh, Smith, Richard Johnson <laughs> is leaving. And you're going to be the editor of Page Six starting now. There was no kind of like, would you like the job? Do you right. want to think about <laughs> right. it? Yeah, you know, exactly. here's a contract. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. It was just like, you're starting now. Your first column's tomorrow. Uh, which was good because it didn't, it didn't give me any time to panic about it mm-hmm. too much. Um, but, you know, I was aware there were very big shoes to fill. As, in fact, Donald Trump told me on at Richard Johnson's leaving do, um, he was actually <laughs> stood there at the entrance greeting people. Instead of Richard, Donald Trump was at the entrance greeting people who came in, and I met him for the first time, and he said, oh, so you're the, you're the lady who's taking over from Richard Johnson. And he said, well, you know, you've got big shoes to fill, you know, but at least you're reasonably attractive. Um, wow. Which wow. I don't know. I can't tell if that's a compliment or an insult, really. Um, Yeah, it's it's not only big shoes to fill, but I mean, one thing that Richard left behind that was very big, um, luckily, was his Rolodex. Like, actually, Mm -hmm. his physical Rolodex, right, is still upstairs in the page six newsroom yes and this is like a historical artifact yeah it's like an old-fashioned giant you know Mm -hmm. johnson rolodex and the other thing he put notes against certain people whether they were like whether they told the truth whether they were liars (laughs) i love that whether he liked them or he hated them or you know that they double crossed him once in a while so i mean it really is an artifact i mean some of the lot of the numbers in there don't work anymore but, you know, occasionally I like to just flick through it for inspiration. <laughs> right, and, yeah. yeah. But he did, he, he did make a great big gesture of bequeathing his Rolodex to me, which I thought was very, very honorable. Of very him. nice. So do you remember what you led with the first day that you were the editor of the column? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think it was a story about Linda Evangelista Ooh. splitting up 
with her then beau. Um, and, of course, my stomach was in my mouth because it was one of those ones where you're calling the publicist for comment, you're calling for comment, you keep calling for comment, and it's you're running up to deadline and they're not commenting right. and you're not commenting. And then at the last minute, I got a kind of little nod saying it was okay. So I was like, okay, first column done. I feel like Emily's career is like crazy story after crazy mm-hmm. story, like all this heavy-hitting stuff <laughs> again and again. Well, I mean, that's the great joy about Page Six is that there are a lot of crazy stories out there and people are generally are happy to talk to us about them. I think for me, the craziest story uh, I can I can remember in recent times was when uh, Joe Biden's son started having an affair with the wife of his recent son who'd, who'd deceit, who died. A New York Post report about the family of former Vice President Joe Biden is getting a lot of talk this morning. This morning, the New York Post is reporting that Hunter has been separated from his wife, Kathleen, with whom he has three children and is now in a romantic relationship with Hallie Biden, his sister-in-law. And I had this tip and, um, you know, I was thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to, you know, call up Joe Biden, who was vice president at the time, um, and ask him, you know, is this going on in your family? And I was stunned within half an hour that came back with a statement saying, yes, it's absolutely true. And uh, the family wholeheartedly supports them. That We're glad that they found each other at this time. Um, and one of my friends who worked at the Washington Post said that when we posted that story, the entire newsroom went silent. <laughs> ah, that's because great. they could just not believe it. And right. I couldn't believe it either. I could not <laughs> believe that they confirmed it. So And... You know, the story was absolutely true, and it seems to have, you know, they're not together now, but it seems to have spawned a whole new level of wave of stories about Hunter Biden, who mm-hmm. is a very interesting man. Right, and how often other journalists use page six as a segue to kind of get what they want out of their subjects. Like, I always think about the GQ interview with Kanye West after we had done the story about Kim and Kanye's wedding, all the Marvel, the gold toilets. And someone oh, from that GQ was like had brought it up, and Kanye just went on this rant that he was like, "Page Six could never do anything like I do. Like it wasn't about yeah. the toilets; it was about the vision, and it was just great." See, Emily, oh, I thought you were going to mention that the gold, golden toilet tower. Oh, sorry. I, I, yes. I was, yeah. you know, Emily had an amazing exclusive story, which is actually my favorite story that you ever did. That was a crazy story, which was we and we did it very differently than our usual items. You had you had a source who gave a total inside account of Kim and Kanye's crazy over-the-top wedding. Mm -hmm. And what they told you was actually so good that we just, which we normally don't do, it's the only time we've ever done that, where we just, we said we had an anonymous guest at the wedding and just Mm -hmm. went through every single crazy thing. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the the most brilliant part of it was the setup when, you know, Kanye is going crazy because everything's not perfect. So, and and it was in Italy. So, you know, the Italians were were all laughing at his golden toilet tower, Torre del Oro, (laughs) calling it. And then he had this big marble, massive long table that everybody had uh, to sit at and they had their names engraved at the places they would sit and at uh, the last minute Kanye didn't like it so he insisted that the table be cut in half right. uh, t- <laughs> right. to be moved into a different place and then you know the lighting wasn't right and the sound wasn't good enough and he was having things helicoptered in and he was freaking out and there wasn't enough flowers and you know the Italians were all like oh my god this, this is just too much but the, the witness account was this person who was helping to, to arrange everything was just the funniest thing ever. Or the time that Kim Kardashian summoned us to lunch. Oh, yeah. Which didn't end up as an item, but 
that was a behind the scenes. It was an the off scenes. the record lunch, but do you remember she ate like artichoke. She ate like a massive artichoke dip. She, yeah, and she, I was thinking, she's got to be expecting, right? She's yeah, but she didn't tell us. She Basically, didn't tell us at she, the time she was expecting, but she was. It was a time where Kim and Kanye were being criticized. This very alliterative for. Um, watering their lawn in Calabasas at a time when there was a California drought. Mm -hmm. And then Kim wanted to meet with us to tell us that, you know, she wasn't such a bad person. And, and she wasn't. She's actually lovely and wonderful. But when we, when the publicist said where we we're going to meet, you know, told us where we should meet her for lunch, um, Kim wanted to meet us at Houston's, which mm -hmm. I think is now called Houston's is called Hillstone, I think. Oh, yeah, another, yeah, yeah. It's basically like mm -hmm. a chain restaurant, but we met her. Do you remember that? Yeah. We went to Houston's, and, and she was just in there, like, in the main dining room. We were like, do you want a private room, or do you want to, like, do it at your publicist's office? But Kim was just, like, there, and she ordered artichoke dip, fried artichokes, and another dish. She ordered three dishes, and she was really cool. And then I remember she left, and she walked out, and there was, like, all this paparazzi out there, and all the photos ended up everywhere, and we were, like, you know, just another stop in her life <laughs> you know obviously we we are critical of some of the things she does or whatever but as a person she's actually quite a nice person yeah and in fact i uh, I, I got collared by kanye at uh Art basel and he was like why do you why does page six hate me so much and i'm like we don't hate you we love you because you are totally authentic you say what you think you do what you think you know you do what you feel and that's what you know, stars, creative people, I think, should be like, you know, mm -hmm. you're not controlled by a publicist. You're not, you know, you're not, you're not stuck behind some walls. You're, you are who you are. And we actually, we love you. We think you're amazing. Yeah, that's the thing that I think people don't realize is, you know, how much we're like fans, huge fans of a lot of the people that we write about. We don't have anything against them. And, you know, some days there's good items and sometimes there's bad items. But I think a lot of people you know, realize that. So Emily, you've been here for 10 years. You've covered amazing story after amazing story. You've got to have some favorites. It's a miracle I'm still alive 10 years, honestly. <laughs> um, but it, it, <laughs> of course, you know, last year's fashion week was so great yeah. because of the Nicki Minaj and Cardi B brawl. You may remember they were at a, a party. Mm -hmm. It was the Harper's Bazaar icons party. Yes, at the plaza. At the plaza and a page six reporter Amazingly witnessed the whole thing. There was weaves being pulled off and shoes being thrown and dresses being ripped. I mean, it was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. That, yeah, it's such a. It, the story had everything. And the story just keeps going on. It just keeps the, the rivalry between the yeah. two of them just keeps continuing. You had also actually, you just reminded me, you had reported there was another Fashion Week story that you had had about a um, a French fashion editor who was unhappy with her seat or someone wouldn't get out of her seat at a party and she went up and slapped someone in the face. Oh, yeah. She slapped a very high-ranking publicist who um, works across a number of fashion brands right in the face in front of everybody on on the front row because she... I only had a second row seat. Right. And also talking Blasphemy. about... I know. And also, <laughs> well, I, the other, the other one of my reason. recent favorites, talking about high and low, was, you know, this this year's Met Gala, mm -hmm. where, you know, the theme... What was the, what was the theme? It was camp, right? Camp, so, camp pe, yeah. So Katy Perry comes dressed as a chandelier, mm -hmm. and later, for reasons I cannot explain, changes into a burger costume that was so big, like our little hands were wiggling out the side. 
And somehow we, we got video of her on the dance floor in her burger costume and she's quite wobbly and then she falls over and she cannot get up. I mean, she's rolling around. Her little feet are wiggling out the bottom. It was awesome. She, she was just rolling back and forth, couldn't get up. So that she had to get four people to, like, pick her back up. And then she kind of just goes, oh, thanks. And then, like, teeters off. Right, right. Dressed as a burger. Just like it's a amazing. gorgeous turtle on its back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's the page six thing. glittering turtle. Exactly. I mean, you can read. I feel like there's so many outlets where you can read about, like, kind of the red carpet thing that happened at the party. You know, but we really report about what really happened, like whether at the Met Gala, we've had Katy Perry find out in her burger costume. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about Lena Dunham being rushed to the hospital from the Met Gala. Um, We had all the smoking in the bathroom that year and all the the board members of the Met being really Mm -hmm. freaked out about Mm -hmm. and the museum being upset about all these people smoking in the bathroom, all the guests at the the Met Gala because it would ruin the art and set off the fire alarm. So. Yeah, that's another great event, another great event. And that's the other one good thing I wanted to mention about Page Six that we are very lucky about is that we are not in a position like many of the other outlets where we have to keep relationships with publicists. Mm -hmm. And that really, I think, makes us one of the most honest, you know, gossip outlets. And also the fact that we always reach out and check every story. Yeah, and we're also not, yeah, and we're not afraid to say something nice about people, you know, either, uh, as you mentioned, Kanye, so... (laughs) Well, thank you for coming in, Emily. Thank you. That was fun. Well, that's it for this edition of We Here. To hear the latest episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. You can find more of the hottest celebrity news and gossip by signing up for our newsletter and by visiting page6.com. We'll be back next Monday with more Page 6 exclusives. See you then.